Our next guest just brought a different vibe to the stage. That's all I'm going to say. Just had a different energy, and I love that. Actually, a couple of the guests from the live show we recorded at Northeastern, um, they, they weren't like each other at all, in fact. Four very different uh, energies. And this, this guest, no different. Uh, assistant professor, researcher, public health, physical therapist, advocate. Pretty cool. Uh, combining all those different things. And that's sort of what I think he he definitely wanted to impress on people is how do you combine lots of different things with this education you've gone through and earned? Well, you can. And the answer is how you combine them is sort of any way you want. I'd go deeper and I'd say, it's your obligation to combine these things together. If not, your education just sort of exists in a silo. So we welcome Winston Kennedy to the program. Winston, one of our guests when we recorded live at Northeastern University, and that was made possible by ATI. They're raising the bar in the physical therapy profession with high-quality, innovative work all across the country. Uh, they've just shown dedication, shown, not told, shown dedication to supporting you with what you need to deliver the profession's greatest service and ultimately get the best patient outcomes. Uh, find out what opportunities they have with you at ATIPT.com. Winston Kennedy on the PT Pinecast. This is the PT Pinecast. Awesome, thank you. All right, let's bring up our next guest, uh, an assistant professor, researcher, and public health physical therapist here at Northeastern University. He blends his passion for sports with a commitment to public health, focusing on equitable access to healthcare for minority communities, especially at the intersection of race and disability. Welcome Winston Kennedy to the show. Uh, that's okay, y'all don't know me like that, that's okay. All right, welcome to the pro Winston, welcome to the program. Hello, hello. Uh, we're going to start off with three questions, okay? Let's three questions. First question is, as a former hip-hop dance instructor? Let me explain that. Okay. It was in uh, your bio. The internet has the longest memory ever, so I will Google this. So, all right, hip-hop dance instructor, walk us through that. So, when I was in PT school, I was broke, like okay. maybe y'all are, um, and I became a personal, tra personal trainer, and I wasn't making any money doing that. Okay. So, they asked if I wanted to do group classes. One of them was a hip-hop dance class. And I said, oh, yeah, I like dancing. I can go to the bar, go to the club, dance it up. How hard can it be? How hard can it be? So I went on YouTube, looked yeah. at the routine, you know, put it together, the audition. And I was like, okay. Audition was 10 minutes, but, you know, I can turn that into an hour. Yeah. Whatever. Just do it six times. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. So I go the first four weeks, no one shows up to class. So it was great. Easy money. Oh, you're getting paid, though. Yeah. This is the best gig in the business. Keep going. Oh, yeah. So then, so then the, at the fifth week... I get a class, and I'm like, what was that routine again? And oh. Yeah, yeah. So, so it had been a while. Yeah, yeah. No one showed up for four weeks. So, <laughs> yeah. So then, I, um, so then, yeah, struggling to remember the routine, the worst thing I did was say, oh, let's do a freestyle dance battle. Everyone. everyone On the first day. Up. Yeah. First okay. Day everyone showed up. And then uh, one person was like, I can't come here for this. I have to leave. And she just walks out, and I'm like, okay. So that's a bad idea. All right. Yeah, and then I pulled it together, but the next day they called me and they was like, how was that hip-hop dance class? I was like, uh, they was like, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, so a lot of hip and no hop. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. were more hop than uh, you. You, you might have it right. Uh, so, But you learned from that, which is maybe... Yeah, don't do hip-hop Yeah, okay, got it. All right. Second question, uh, if you could team up with any historical figure, because you, you have, you have a, 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 an interest in public health, if you could team up with any historical figure for public health advocacy, mm. who would it be and why? That is a good for public health advocacy. 
That is a good question. Like who was who maybe was good at it too that we could probably take a lesson from? See, that's a good question because I didn't learn about public health until like a couple years ago. So I, the the major players, I'm not sure about. I will historical figure public health. I'll say Michelle Obama because she does a lot of public health things. Sure. I'd let her win because I don't want to hit her. Yes, but yes. There you go. Mm-hmm. This was team up, not box, by the way. I don't, oh, you put up. the boxing. Yeah, we're not beating. This is oh. team up, like hang out and, and do great things. Oh, but it's Michelle Obama. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Secret Service is already here because you just said you wouldn't. Yeah. Hit. All right, keep going. We're just going to keep, no, we'll yeah. keep moving. I don't want to fight Michelle Obama. <laughs> Good. Did not know we would have that on the show. Uh, all right, imagine you're hosting a dinner party. Dinner party. Dinner. We're not boxing anybody. Which three public figures, past or present, would you invite to dis- to discuss public health and social justice? Who would you like oh, to okay. learn from? Like, who are people? Oh, like, definitely, yeah, and you can invite Michelle Obama because yeah. we have not hit her. Oh, definitely. I would say um, Judy Human. She was. I met her, but keep going. Yeah. Yes, I, yeah. I had. To, I was so excited when you said Judy Human. Keep going. Though. Yeah, yeah. I'd seen her at a, a public health conference. We didn't get to interact, but uh, yeah, she's a major player in disability advocacy, public health. Um, so her. Um, T.L. Lewis, she's a, a not she, T.L. is a advocate, a lawyer, social justice engineer, um, and she's at the forefront, T.L. is at the forefront of, you know, trying to fight ableism and, you know, promote social justice and equity and um, just learning about T.L.'s work has been hugely informative. So. Okay. And you can have one more. Who else is there at the party? Uh, one. One last one. It can be Michelle Obama if you want. I would Michelle like Obama, yeah. you know, she got the Healthy Kids Initiative. Yeah. Um, that was awesome. And uh, I don't want to fight Michelle Obama. Don't. Well, we're repeating that for any of the, they have, you know, so secret services everywhere. Judy Human, uh, I didn't meet her in person, but I got a chance to work on a podcast with her. And for those who don't know, look her up. There was uh, the uh, a demonstration on the steps of the Capitol building in Washington. It was for access, right? This is why when I loaded my equipment into this building, there was an elevator even to go one floor. And they did an amazing thing, right? They wheeled their wheelchairs up to the bottom of the steps at the Capitol, yeah. and then they got on the ground and attempted to crawl up, yeah. which is just showing there was no way for us to wheel. We can't come to our Capitol. We're Americans. We can't come here, so we're just going to crawl. Like, just a perfect way to show and not tell what's missing here and other places that they couldn't see. Just a, I mean, just a great move. Yeah, exactly. Like, getting that, you know, visual feedback. Yeah. Just the lack of I mean, access. the photographer, right, must be like, oh, yeah, and they were right down. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but, it, but if a picture's worth a thousand words, Judy That's could have it. talked for years at how yeah. bad it was and yeah. what it felt like to, to have to wheel, you know, a, a yeah. distance or upstairs. She didn't do that. She, she got on her hands yeah. and knees and showed people. Yeah, and that was over, what, well, now, what, three decades? Yeah. But think about it, how, for a lot of people, that's still an issue today. Correct. How far we've come, but also how, how far, far we have not come. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Um, so you were a collegiate athlete. I yeah. saw that in your bio, but yeah. I couldn't find out what sport. What was your sport? Football. Okay. Yeah, Where'd you play? Hampton University. Okay. In uh, Virginia. How was your experience as a former collegiate football player influence your pros to PT, education, all the things you do now? Uh, it influences a lot. I take a, like a team sports approach um sometimes that's my issue i'm trying to push people oh, too much all yeah, right to, is that true we have any nodding well have you, you know, not had is, them this oh. is only my this is my second semester on campus got it so no one really knows me that's why i didn't get the love and energy got it yeah you know, they don't know who i am got that's it, got okay. it. how do you know when you're pushing someone too hard then when they say you're pushing me too hard. Got it. So li- literally, like quite literally listening when someone says you're pushing yeah, me too yeah. hard. Yeah. When my, uh, when my coaches, they always used to say, if I'm not pushing you hard, you should be worried. 
And then as a person who didn't get pushed hard and got worried, you know, I try to follow that a little bit. Right. But um, just before I just like stop or try to encourage someone, I probably I'd probably more so what's going on. Right. How are you doing? Right. Um, everything okay? Can I help you in any way? Right. And then if that doesn't work, then I'll probably keep it pushing. Right. But it sounds like it, it sounds as if you paid attention to this. And how how will you pivot? How will you now change your approach now that you know that's a thing? Um, kind of being uh, less assuming people want to kind of take things to the next level. Sure. You know, st- instead of leading with that, it's like, oh, you know, essentially that last part I told you, how can I help you? Right. You know, like letting, you know, the person you're working with or the individual you're talking to guide, you know, that experience. And I've learned that after being on the receive on the other side of that of sure. kind of wanting that experience and not getting it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's got to be pretty hard coming in from a student role and now you're, you're in your yeah. second semester. It's yeah, still yeah. new and you still... Got to figure out your style and how yeah, it works. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, this isn't necessarily natural, but but it, it is a skill, and you can build it. Yeah, definitely. Um, how? Uh, what? What inspired you to advocate for disability rights? Like, what? What? I mean, what drove that, or what sparked it? Yeah, it started when I was in the clinic. I was in. Uh, I did hospital acute and hospital outpatient, and I had a lot of patients with neurological conditions um, who wanted to be active outside the clinic. I had zero answers because most gym or athletic facilities don't have the space to accommodate, you know, people with, with different dif- disabilities sure. because of a system of devices that, you know, someone might use or specialized equipment they might need. And so it just felt really terrible when someone was getting discharged from physical therapy and they're like, there's no way to go. I want to keep up with this. You know, what can I do besides giving some therabands and a sheet of exercises? It was like, eh, so, you know, I wanted to figure out how can I address that, and I ended up going back to school, getting a PhD, and you know I learned what public health was, and right. got a master's in public health, and fell into disability advocacy. I like how you say it nonchalantly. I got a master's degree in public health and a PhD, like just nonchalant. Like I guess <laughs> is that a big deal? I'm like I don't know. It feels like a big deal to me. Yeah, um, I mean for me it was like that's what you got to do. Do what you got. Do what you want to do. So. So what's the future look like? How do we, I mean, we mentioned this with Adam, we know better, but why aren't we doing better? So that's, that's on a micro level, yeah. but on a macro level as public health, we know better. How come, how do we do better? I, will, I always say better together, right? So, you know, connect with people, um, get engaged. AP, it's so funny. You know, when I was in PT school, everyone's like, yeah, get involved with the APTA. And I was like, nah, I can't afford that. Right. And then now I'm like, no, join the APTA especially if you want to have a, a major foothold in the profession. And it, it extends outside the profession. Like sure. A lot of the disability advocacy stuff I do, it's within physical therapy, but a lot of it is just society. You know? What is your involvement with the APTA given you to help you do things on a macro level? Like essentially give a pitch for the students who are oh, like, yeah. I have $11 and in a year I might have to pay my APTA dues. Why, oh, why should they? Oh, definitely. So right now I'm the chair of a, a we call it a grassroots groups, but we're housed in the APTA, the Disability Justice and Anti-Ableist Catalyst Group. And just by being in APTA and collaborating and connecting with other people, you know, I learned how to gain a platform and bring in other physical therapists who are passionate about disability, physical therapists with disabilities, students, student physical therapists with disabilities. And, you know, we do a lot of great work, papers, presentations, um, just trying to build community and things like that. Sharon Dunn will be thrilled to hear you say better together. Are you ready to play overrated, underrated? 
Just do it. Let's do overrated, underrated. Impact of sports experience on your public health initiatives. Has your is it overrated or underrated? Underrated. Okay, why? Um, you know, playing football, you learn how to be tough, and you know you can't get walked all over because you know essentially you'll get hurt. So you gain a certain level of confidence and a certain level of push. Sure. So it's it's easy to not stand down when someone tells you no. If that makes sense. Did yeah. I say that right? It's a mindset. Yeah. Uh, role of physical therapy in addressing health disparities. Where are we as a profession? As a profession, yeah. we definitely need to do better. So we're we're underrated. Uh, we're underrated, but we need to do better. Or are we overrated? Yeah. I don't think we are rated. Okay. Appropriately rated or not rated? Keep going. Yeah, I don't think we are rated because I don't think we're... In the discussion a lot. Yeah, we're not in the discussion. Um, and we... We consider and we address a lot of these health disparities when we're talking about like non-communicable non health disorders. A lot of that is preventable by with physical activity. Yeah. And who are supposed to be physical activity and rehabilitative I, experts? I think that's it's, us. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure you that's know, us. Physical activity, physical activity promotion is a big part of public health, big part of physical therapy, public health, physical therapy. All right. Yeah. Well, with the last over underrated uh, uh, question, effectiveness of current healthcare education on promoting social justice. Is it overrated or underrated? It is, again, not in the conversation. Okay. Um, and because we're, a lot of the curriculum has already been established, trying to create, trying to advocate for curricular change within like a big university, a lot of bureaucracy. So you see changes happen, happening very small. And the good thing is you see a lot of students take an initiative to want to get right to get into the, those things. I think that side and the power of students, especially in PT, is not overrated, but it's extremely powerful. I see a lot of students really galvanized about, you know, not just disability, but, you know, race, sexuality, gender. And, you know, it's a beautiful thing to see in physical therapy because across healthcare professions, that is what a lot of people are doing. And as leaders in healthcare, we need to be up, out front visible and you know supporting other people so yeah good to see excited to see for the future exactly last thing we do is called the parting shot this is the parting shot uh, your last chance you have the microphone what do you want to leave with the audience definitely um i would say um look into public health um look into <laughs> any way you can be creative with your you know your physical therapy degree um you could host a podcast it's a weird thing but you could host it. a podcast yeah. you can you know work in education you can do research you could you know run a dance studio a lot of physical therapists do dance studios you could you know my you know i have a friend who who owns a development company now sometimes he does physical therapy with uh his contractors so be creative be passionate enjoy yourself have fun you know if you want to send me some money my venmo <laughs> if you're going to lead a dance class, though, you review it twice. Review it just before the class. Don't lead a dance class unless you're trained. That's first. Take Perfect. It uh, Winston Kennedy, everybody. Let's see our form. Love the PT Pinecast? Yes. Yes. Support the show by telling a friend or by leaving a review on iTunes or Google Play. All right.